This is Authors Alcove, where writers learn from writers. Readers get the inside scoop and everyone learns something. An episode comes out every Wednesday where writers share their latest work. Every other Tuesday, where us writers get taught by such experts as editors, book cover artists, and marketing execs, and beyond. So grab a cup of coffee and let's dive into our next book. Welcome to Authors Alcove. This is Agnes Wolf. Today I am speaking with Matthew Wilson. He is the author of a science fiction novella titled Sensing the Swing. Do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself? Yes. Uh, so my name is Matthew. Uh, I'm 33, father, husband, uh, working on my second college degree. Um, I have a kind of crazy wild history working in IT and I'm just kind of and every man, I, I just kind of aim to be, honestly. Nice. Okay, so did you, you know, you wrote this novella, it looks like a few years ago, about five years ago, maybe seven? Yeah. It published seven years ago. What inspired you to become a writer? Um, so what inspired me to be a writer in general was my first exposure to Edgar Allan Poe in, I think, middle school. The Raven was probably one of the first works I actually read. You know, it, it's really just kind of the classic thing to reference, but that's really just how it happens. Like people talk about it so much, it's one of the first things you investigate. So I read his works and I got reading Langston Hughes and Emily Dickinson. Uh, one of the first books I really attempted to read cover to cover was A Tale of Two Cities. You know, like that's where just my imagination went, like watching empires crumble and fall. So I just, I've always wanted to be the one to push a pen to see an entire universe happen on screen. That is so awesome. My husband, one of my husband's favorite stories is The Raven, and he'll quote parts of it. I think he knew all of it at one time, which is ridiculous because it's forever long. But I love that poem as well. You wrote Sensing the Swing. Um, what inspired this particular piece? So interestingly enough, um, the main inspiration of that character, Isaac, the name itself is a nod to heroes because like when it, when it came to superhero like stories and the way that they should be emotionally driven, heroes really set the bar for me. Like the way, the way that you can see the scene direction shift between characters is beautiful. So heroes, the TV series that was out. Yes. 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 Okay. Heroes really gave me the motivation to actually put pen to paper. And I, I noticed that in one of your reviews, is it something about looking forward to seeing the rest in the series? Were you make, were you going to make this a series? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and this is, you can talk to anybody that has been in my life for as long as I've, that book has been in existence or that idea. I think even the original cover art uh, for that one that I drew on the computer crudely when I was in high school is still on my Facebook page. And I have the original art that I commissioned for one of my um, former friends in that area downstairs in my basement. Like that project is so near and dear to my heart. Oh man. Yeah. I had intended for that book to be, um, followed up with seven more stories based off perspectives in that book. And recently I had planned to write 22 short stories that would fully flesh out the whole time period that that story took place. But I've just, I've been so frantic. I can't get down anymore. Well, with being a father, 
a husband and going to school and I'm assuming working as well. <laughs> I can understand why that would yeah. be difficult. Do you mind just giving me the plot of the story without giving any spoilers? Oh yeah, that's that's actually I've been talking about it my whole life. That's really easy. Okay. Uh, so sensing the swing. The plot of the story is Isaac has dreams of the future. And the more he writes about his dreams of the future, the more he meets the individuals from those dreams he's had. Oh, so because like I one thing that caught me in the description, it says what happens when your written word creates your future. So he's able to create the future or does, or is he not intentionally creating the future? You don't know until the end. <laughs> hey, <laughs> OK, no, no, no. But but the. Here's the kicker. Here's where the the actual phrase of the whole series makes sense. You don't know the swing of the events until the events have been unfolded. Uh, and the rest of the story that I was working on this year was supposed to tie all that in. So does the main character have any special powers like those in Heroes? Or is that telling too much? <laughs> It's impossible to answer that question correctly <laughs> without proper context to the story. Okay. I, fair enough. I'm trying to get yeah, spoilers out of you, apparently. Nah. No, nah, that's my baby. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I noticed that the book description also says, um, when you've spent your entire life hiding from a world that needs you. And I know, like, we had talked a little bit previous to this, and you were talking about how your own healing journey and how one of the things that you had to learn through your own healing journey was to take up space. And that kind of, I found some parallels there. Is this at all autobiographical? Is Isaac, I should say. I guess you could say that. Yeah, I guess you could say that from the perspective of my inner child, you know, because I, I don't really ever allow my inner child to really just be an inner child because I had such a difficult time as a child being a child, you know? Uh, so, yeah. Do you mind sharing a little bit about how you found healing through the writing process? Yeah. Um, it's actually, it's, so this is where uh, this may get difficult for me actually, because I'm still kind of learning how that really just kind of, you know, got me there. Um, once I realized that I didn't have a clear idea of my inner child anymore as an adult, you know, just as an adult trying to reflect on, on my inner child, I couldn't really picture him anymore. I had to take up old pictures of my life. And I was like, Oh yeah, dude, there I am. What's up, bro. Like, and it was a really, it was a really cool thing. And I was going through my pictures that I had over the years. And I'm like, man, I really have gotten really dope over the years. So like I had to just go back and really look at myself. And I'm like, okay, under ideal circumstances, how would Matt have grown how would Matt have grown up? You know? So I looked at the comparison. I was like, okay, so if that was me with the ideal circumstances, but these pictures are me under what I went through, like there's nothing that can stop me. So I just got to figure out how to let this kid express himself in a proper way. So I started painting and let my arms just be loose. Cause I'm a writer. I'm always uptight in my shoulders. So I'm like, okay, let's go paint. Let's go be loose. So that got me writing again. That's awesome. So do you have any works in the progress right now that you think you will be releasing in the next? I know you're pretty busy, but do you have any hopes and desires as far as the near future? That's where the pretty busy comes along. 
I'm a very avid, active, and persistent digital artist. Like my Instagram is constantly refreshing with art that I work on all the time because I'm also working on a film pitch to one of my favorite video game studios, Rockstar Games. Um, I actually designed designed and started to write the intricate details of at least like a 26 film project based on the Grand Theft Auto video game franchise. And I've done the cover art for that for the past six, seven days, I think. I think I actually just wrapped that series up because I'm just getting burned out. But yeah, I was working on that because I, I want to start writing more and using a video game motivation because I like the game so much to really get a movie done, which just kind of helped me, you know, help me along with that process. Is your Instagram public or is it private? Oh, it's public. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Matthew.Sunset. Matthew.Sunset. I tried looking for it and I, I came up with a private <laughs> account and I was like, that's either his or... Okay. Let's see if I found out. Oh, I found it. Let's take a look. Yeah. Uh, so along... Ooh. Thank you. So along with that, uh, I'm working on a podcast with someone uh, overseas, uh, speaking with regards to politics and how we can use uh, our own personal lessons to actually influence change for uh, the feminine perspective of the workplace. Oh, nice. You'll need to send that along with me so I can make sure I put that in the show notes and maybe even kind of share with the audience before your podcast comes out or okay. this particular podcast. Has you Have you started that podcast or is it hasn't launched yet it has not launched yet uh her and i just had the initial interview uh, a couple days ago the first episode records uh this week so it won't be out until next month wow so you are super busy i'll definitely be linked i do a lot yes you do <laughs> <laughs> okay so um as far as going back to sensing the swing in what ways did your past shape this story delicately it was it was more of a test of my own writing ability for myself to see how many different perspectives I could come up with and maintain the longevity of, right? So how long can I carry a seven person conversation while also telling a story? That was a challenge. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I've been working on this story in my head so long because I haven't written it. Like I have literally a whole universe of ideas about the story that I just haven't had the ability to write down. And I noticed, did you happen to do the cover art for this particular book? No. Um, wait, 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 which one? I need. Uh, can you describe which one you're looking at? Because there was one I did. I'm not sure if I actually put it to the book or not. Um, it's a. It's a. Um, oh my goodness! The sand in this time. It's hourglass. <laughs> hourglass. Okay. Um, my brain was not working. No, I did not do that. That was a commission uh, to someone um, in J from someone in Japan. Do you mind sharing some of the background behind the title, Sensing the Swing? I know you did a little bit already. Yeah. Uh, so Sensing the Swing is kind of like my own version of what goes around comes around. Um, like, just swings on a swing set, right? Like, you're either on the swing or you're not. And it's either in motion or it's not. You know, so the swing will only go as far as high or as fast as you push it, but it has to be pushed or it's going to just go with the winds, right? right? So if you don't swing the momentum of the swing, you're not going to sense how far you need to actually push into it. I like that. 
That's really interesting. So how, I know you wrote this quite a while ago, just going to your art right now, because you know, I'm here looking at your Instagram. Um, how long have you been actually doing art? Um, I started doing art, I started digital art in 2015 um, and self-taught. So you started doing this right after you published this particular book? Yeah, about a, yeah, about a year after, I think, yeah. Oh, cool. It is, some of the stuff is very impressive. I am, Thank you. I very, very much appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm taking a look at some, like what, what mediums do you use for your art? So for the most part, it's all digital art. Um, but there are some paintings in there that I've done at I the think, bottom. Um, I think I'm looking at the paintings right now. Yeah. So at the bottom, there are paintings. It's acrylic paint, but that painting specifically, that is um, about 15 hours of waiting for colors to dry so I could go over it again with white paint to go over it again later with another layer of a lighter color. It's yeah. very, it's very um, intense, like very cool. Thank you. I know a lot of what we talked about on the phone prior to this was we were talking a lot about like your mental health journey and the writing process mm -hmm. and all of that. So in your own mental health journey, what is the one thing you feel you have learned that helped you the most heal that you think that others could really pull from, whether it be with your writing, with your art or neither of the above? The ability to put pen to paper, honestly, um, because since I have depression and, and ADHD, it's very difficult for me to sometimes, you know, figure out what is best for me in that moment, because I can't figure out if like how much of my depression is affecting my ADHD decision-making or how much of my decision-making while I'm depressed is affected because I have ADHD as well. You know, so it's two sides of the same coin. I have to figure out how to fight through. So if I can like write down a couple of things I know I need to get done that day, you know, putting pen to paper to get the process started, everything else is small in comparison, you know, because getting out of bed for someone with depression is the hardest thing you have to do. So if the second hardest thing you have to do is write it down, what's the third getting it done? Oh, come on. Compared to number one and two, what else, what else you need to do, man? You I know, I don't think people who have, who do not have ADHD understand that it actually is the hardest part is putting it down on paper and yeah. to, do, to do list. Cause like advertising yeah. is what we're not good at. We just, yeah. We're like, squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. Oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. No. So right now, where are you finding your healing um, since you're not currently working on writing? I find my healing in the phrases between describing the works I'm doing artistically. Do you, you know, because I, I still have to come up with like something to describe the post for social media. I still have to find ways to, to, uh, to integrate like some attention from the words to the visual for Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you know, so, so I have to find some descriptions and I'm a creative writer just by passion. Like that's like, I could sit here and spin phrases all day just because I love, I love to twist a phrase. It's just my favorite thing to do. It's hilarious. I love it. But like, I still have to translate that interaction, that energy into words to describe the work. Right. Right. So like I draw, I draw a lot on the background information of my life in comparison to what the work itself is saying for the project. Right. So where do you see yourself in the next 10 years with all the different projects? What would you like to accomplish? Uh, 
running my own production house um, within five different areas of the entertainment industry, both music production, clothing, clothing production, adult entertainment, and uh, behavioral therapists and specialists for those affected by those industries. Which of those areas are you most passionate about? Uh, <laughs> the intellectual advancement of the human mind through artistic development. Nice. For those who are also passionate about that, what would your recommendations for them to grow in that area? Whatever your favorite thing to do is, if it's a task, write that task down, right? So even if your favorite thing to do is to make art, write make art down on a piece of paper and then write 26 things down from A to Z about that thing that make you say, this is why I like that thing so much. Right. Because once you list A to Z, the alphabet of what makes you tick about that subject, you from A to Z know your shit, you know, so then you can just go on with your ADHD between those 26 topics about that specific task you like to do to narrow your life down into that task. So nothing about your life doesn't make any sense because everything is related in some way to the task you like to accomplish the most. So I make art. Everything I do is make art. You definitely break down how we have to function as ADHD people very well. <laughs> I definitely can. I, <laughs> I, I dealt uh, for customer. I was in customer service at a bank for two years. I did nothing to get screamed at, right? So I did nothing but learn about the things that I was doing wrong in relation to conversations, right? So I internalized all of that as people with depression and ADHD tend to do to figure out all the things that I was doing wrong, just with the tasks that I like to accomplish, right? Because if they're gonna judge me over there when I'm getting paid for something stupid, I might as well get judged here when I'm trying to get paid for something I love too. Very, very you know? true, yes. So I judge myself on every single level that I heard that was actually appropriate, you know, the things that I actually did take fault in, I accepted that, took it to heart and made change in it. So I'm like, okay, where do I go now? <laughs> You mentioned you're going back to school. What are you going for? This is where it gets interesting. <laughs> and the things I do don't make a lot of sense in comparison to what I'm saying, but this is exactly what I mean by that. Um, my initial major was graphic design, but I don't like going to school for something I, I actually want to get paid for. So then I went to visual arts. I'm like, okay, well, that's even worse. So I changed my major. I'm changing it now to communications because I could talk all day whether I'm getting paid or not. That's something that will really help you in life regardless of what avenue you decide to go down. Exactly. Yeah. So as far as back to your, your little novella, what was the message that you were hoping to pass with that particular piece? That's really just one big book about dreams, you know. Like, because that's what books are to me. They're just entries into into someone else's dream of a story. Someone else's wet dream of a story. Honestly, that's what it is. Like, if someone could write their own story, however they would do it, that's what it is, right? So it's it's really just my, um, my ode to science fiction that even if you have a dream, even if it's shoddy, like, even if the craftsmanship is garbage, like, even if you put your heart and soul into it and it looks like a shining turd, at least you accomplished a dream of yours. Very true. Thank you so much. Um, 
And the very last thing I want to ask, and this goes back to the writing, is what would be one piece of advice you would give to a not yet published author? Hmm. Can I take a second on this one? Of course. Because I've never been I've never been asked to put I've never been asked to see things in that perspective, and it's going to take me a second. So <laughs> no problem. Man, that's a good that's a good question. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> what would I say to a not yet published author? Yep. One piece of advice. One piece of advice to a not yet published author. If you're now living in a time where literally any of your dreams can come true, why are you not doing the very best you can to make them come true? I like that. I like that. I ask everybody that particular question and every single person that I ask that to bring something really valuable. And I really, really like what you just said. Thank you very much. Nice. All right. Do we have anything to be looking forward to that will have your name, whether it be art or a book or anything in the next year? Is there anything that we should be watching out for you for? Um, actually, the only thing my problem <laughs> And it's so funny to me because I do so much because I like to do stuff because I have ADHD and like, I just, you know, I make art. I make, I do it because it's easy. I was like a boom, 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 whatever all day. But the thing I'm focusing right now on, I have a podcast with my brother, my older brother. We've been doing this for a few months. Um, that's called pull up and talk. Oh. That is the, yeah, that's, that's the primary podcast. That's us every week, every Wednesday, just talking about our lifelong histories and just our stuff. So if you want to keep up with me, if you just want to be like plugged in with my progress and projects, pull up and talk on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where uh, you can find me the most, honestly. Oh, cool. So that, that you had mentioned one that you are going to be starting, but you actually already have a, go, a current podcast. Yeah. And like the, the separate things I do, I'm associated with them, but I really try to use them as platforms for the other people to launch. Right. So I really only talk about them when they're relative to a certain conversation. You know, like I've got my own little projects over here that, you know, are my are my base off points, but I only talk about those, you know, again, when they're relevant. So. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. I appreciate, and um, I'll definitely be posting about the Sensing the Swing um, so people are more aware of that and then get to know you a little bit through as well. So again, thank you so much. Thank you, Angela. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Authors Alcove. We will be back next week on Wednesday where we will have a writer share yet another piece of work. Also, every other Tuesday, we do learn from experts such as editors, marketing execs, book cover artists, illustrators, and more. If you are interested in being a guest on our show, feel free to go to authorsalcove.com, go to the podcast tab, and then click on Be a Guest. If you're looking for a healed heart, hop on over to our sister podcast, Strength, Love, and Healing with Authors Alcove. You can find that on Spotify and the Apple Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day.